Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are ramping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, ah, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the mask mother, say to her son, Go to sleep, my baby. Ah, uh, mommy. Yes, Benton. I think I could sleep if you'd stop for a while. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere, he's everywhere. The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to save the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode originally aired on March 23rd, 1951. And George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is smile. S-M-I-L-E. Really? You bet your life. <laughs> The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. again with $2,000 for one of our couples tonight. Uh, Squire Fenneman? Yes, sir. Who's placed to try for the uh, 2000 Well, we invited some women painters and some prize fighters to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Amy Bordeaux and Mr. Watson Jones, and here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your betcha life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Price fighter and a lady, eh? Uh, Mrs. Amy Bordeaux, is that right? Yes. Kind of name. Is that a French name? That is. Let me see. Watson J- Jones, is that right? Yes, sir. Mr. Yes. Jones? Mr. Jones, huh? <coughs> yes. What, what's your hometown, uh, Watson? Los Angeles. Los Angeles? Born yes, here? Born here. Where? Wrigley Field? No, uh, Mission Road, <laughs> General Hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a handy place to be born in. <laughs> do, you, do you have any uh, titles at all, Watson? The state, California state light heavyweight champion. Oh, well, that's, that's quite a distinction. Huh? That's a pretty handy title, isn't it? Have you fought east in uh, New York? A few times. Did you fight in the garden? That's no. what I'm working up to now. Oh. I fight in my garden every morning, but I can't... <laughs> can't get rid of the caterpillars, huh? <laughs> Amy, you're a painter, is that right? Yes, that's right. What are, what are some of the things you paint? Well, I paint landscape and um, flowers, figure studies, and uh, abstractions. 
Well, what's, what's an abstraction? I know what a subtraction is. <laughs> well, an abstraction is when you represent your subject uh, by uh, catching the essential character of it and expressing it in an aesthetic organization. <laughs> Watson, what's your attitude on that speech? <laughs> you think you ought to take a poke at her now or just wait a while? Did you ask her her attitude about prize fighters? <laughs> Amy, I, I've, I've often wondered, do you have to have a, any special talent to paint? Well, you would have to have a knowledge of form and uh, distance. Well, I have a pretty good knowledge of form, all right. <laughs> and if there's one around, I'll find some way to shorten the distance. <laughs> Suppose I don't even know how to draw a straight line, then what? Well, straight lines aren't always desirable in art. The... Uh, nor in any place else. <laughs> the curve has great beauty, you know. Oh, Amy, you say <laughs> Amy, I'm just curved happy, that's all. <laughs> Mina, what are you smiling at, huh? <laughs> Did that curve get you, too? Huh? <laughs> I love the way you do your eyes. <laughs> Why, Mr. Watson, I didn't know you cared. <laughs> well, we have a prize fighter and a lady artist. You have a lot in common. When it's all over, you both wind up on the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you do most of your mayhem? Oh, in Los Angeles. Where do you do your fighting? Huh? At the Olympic, Hollywood Legion, and Ocean Park, San Francisco, Oakland. How do you get fights? Do you write nasty letters to people? <laughs> No, my manager gets them for me. He gets the fights? Yes. Well, he writes the nasty letters. <laughs> do you take any match your manager arranges, or do you uh, inspect your opponent first? No, I don't. I'll leave that up to him. He knows his business very well. I'm sure he does. You don't catch him in the ring. Do you? <laughs> no fool he, eh? What fights have you had recently, and uh, how'd you make out? Well, I've been fighting... This is my fifth comeback, and I've been fighting for about 17 years now. Really? And uh, I made my last comeback about six months ago, and I've been doing very well. I've had four fights, and I've... Well, I don't understand. What, what do you mean by comebacks? Did you, uh, have you, did you retire at various well, times? Well, not exactly. Just to give you up a... You just got bored with the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. You told me, see, you're washed up, you're done for. Well, you don't look like you're washed up. Do I don't feel washed up either. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of Sugar Ray uh, Robinson? Would you care to tackle with him? Uh? I would love it. Why? Money. <laughs> well, you fooled me. I thought you were just a dreamer, that's all. <laughs> now you're going to play your bet your life. In just one minute, you'll have a chance at the $2,000 DeSoto Plymouth question. But first, I want you to pay close attention to something important. No matter where you look, no matter how many new cars you ride and drive, you'll never find a value to compare with the beautiful new DeSoto. Remember that if you're thinking of buying a new car. You'll never find a value to compare with the new DeSoto. Here is the greatest car DeSoto ever built. DeSoto lets you drive without shifting. DeSoto gives you big, safe 12-inch brakes, comfortable chair-high seats. And DeSoto offers you waterproof ignition, 
safety rim wheels, cradled ride, feather light steering. Yes, and this year, 32 additional new features have been added. Features like the amazing new Auraflow shock absorbers, which turn the roughest road into a boulevard. Features like new bigger windshield and window area. And, of course, new long, low body lines. No wonder folks everywhere are saying, here is the greatest car DeSoto ever built. No matter where you look, no matter how many new cars you ride and drive, you'll never find a value to compare with the new DeSoto. See it. Drive it. You'll want it. The beautiful new DeSoto is now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the value jewel of the low-priced field. You ready? Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. Would you mind explaining the rules, sir? You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. Talk slowly, yeah? And the couple that earns the most money... Slower. ...gets a chance... Faster. ...at the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question at the end of the show. All right, now let's see you make out in the quiz. You selected Rivers of the World, is that right? Yes, sir. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? About 18. What you 18. What is the name of the great Egyptian river upon which Cleopatra sailed her barge? The Nile. The Nile is right. Awfully good start. You have $38. Remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. How much of the 38 are you going to try? 25. 25. All right. Paris is on a river. What is the name of it? On the Seine. The Seine is right. <laughs> I went swimming there once. I was insane. <laughs> How much of the 63 are you going to bet? We could stop, you know. Oh. No use of being gluttons. 40. 40. 40. Okay. 40. $40. The largest river in the world is in South America. What is it? The Amazon. The Amazon is right. <laughs> now you... I've been out with many an Amazon in my time. <laughs> now you stand at $103. They had a pretty as big as that river. What was that? Uh, just $103. How much they, <laughs> they have $103. Right? All right. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 103 Will you say $3. how much? How much? $3. $3. Oh, sure. Let's say 50 Okay. 50 How much are you betting? Well, is that all right with you? Yeah, Whatever you say. I chose you. $50. Okay, here we go. $53. $53, they're betting. $53? What is the chief river of China? Nanking and Hanshaw are on its banks. The... Um, Yangtze. Yangtze is right. Put it there. <laughs> you wound up with $156. Thanks from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. Gracio, just before we went on the air, we selected a housewife and a gentleman with an unusual occupation from among the volunteers in our audience. And here they are, Mrs. Flavia Camarata and Mr. Leo Tech Shaw, Come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Now, let's see. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Flavia Camerata? That's right. And uh, Mr. Leo Tex Shaw. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Shaw, you've got three names. Which one shall I use tonight? Just call me Tex. Uh, Tex, hey, what part of Minnesota are you from, Tex? I'm from Houston, Texas. Flavia Camerata, eh? 
That's an odd name, isn't it? What does it stand for? Well, Camerata, that's an Italian name. And, uh, that's an Italian not... name? Yes, it is, Italian. What do you mean by Italian name? You're not even wearing one. What do you mean by it? Well, it's Italian. It's a connecting rod? Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, he's Italian descent. But oh, I'm... Italian. Oh. <laughs> I thought you... You pardon me. I thought you said Italian, and I didn't know... <laughs> You would knock that L out of that word there. <laughs> and I, it just wasn't clicking with me, that's all. Where are you from, uh, Flavia? I'm from Langville, Pennsylvania. I was born in a swamp. <laughs> you were born in a swamp? Yes. Don't tell me your mother was an alligator. <laughs> What were you doing in a swamp, Flav? I'll just call you Flav, huh? That's a tie-in name. That's where my mother and father lived. They had a little... Uh... Your folks lived in a swamp? Oh, yes. They uh, had a little farm down there, and it was... The ground was muck. It was it was good ground, and they raised the onions, and Mom used to pull the weeds, and... They got along just fine down there, though. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Uh, have you ever had the urge to go back and visit the old home swamp? Oh, yes. I was back there last year. And could and... you find it? Oh, yes. It's a great big place now. They call it Timey Tooman Dam now. Well, Flav, that sounds like a very, very interesting place to spend a summer. Now, you look mighty nice in that outfit. Is that a new outfit you've got on? Oh, no. I've had this dress old about two or three years. Is that I... so? It doesn't look it. It looks brand new. Well, huh? I've only worn it twice. I got it dry cleaned last year. Uh, <laughs> special occasion, but I always wore jackets. You mm -hmm. always wore a jacket? Oh, yes. <laughs> because my husband had a motorcycle, and we used to go on the motorcycle. You've got me down in that swamp now. <laughs> you say you had this dress last cleaned last year because you wore a jacket and your husband has a motorcycle. Huh? That's a nice logical sentence, isn't it? Huh? Now, do you mind if I break that down into small pieces? Go ahead. Why did you have the dress cleaned last year? Well, I wanted to go out on a special occasion, but I never got a chance to. Why not? Well, there wasn't any place to go. <laughs> No. You still have the motorcycle? Oh, no. I made my husband sell that. He almost killed himself. Where is he now? Oh, he's living. <laughs> well, Tex, let's stagger back to you. Now, you were chosen because of your unusual occupation there. Just what is it? I operate Barter Unlimited. What do you mean, Barter Unlimited? What is that? It's an association by which all of its affiliates get that which they wish from their fellow affiliates without actual cash outlay. Each Jones gets work from Brown or goods from Smith or something else from Green and pay each other through the medium of checks, which they get from us. In such a way, I repeat, that everyone gets what they wish without money. Were you born in a swamp, too? <laughs> As I understand it, Tex, Barter and Limit is a sort of a swap shop idea. Is that it? Does it, does it really work? Is it practical? Oh, it does indeed. We have all types of services. Uh, everything from A, accountants, attorneys, auto repair men, right on through the alphabet to XYZ. Uh -huh. 
Flavia, are you rested now? Oh, yes. Well, let's continue, shall we? Uh, how long have you been married, Flavia? Uh, going on 20 years. Well, for a girl that's married 20 years, you've cut quite a figure up here. Huh? I can't keep calling you Flavia. What does your husband call you? Grandma. A young babe like you, he calls Grandma? That's Why? Right. Because I'm Grandma. You are a Grandma? That's right. Well, you're only a child. How old are you? 34. Now, how could you be a grandma at 34? Just like anybody else becomes a grandma. <laughs> Not just anyone, Flavia. I doubt if I'll ever become a grandma. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Nerve-wracking, but pleasant. Huh? <laughs> now, if you want to, you can compliment me, you know. Say something nice about me. It's been nice talking to you. What's that? It's been nice talking to you. You found it pleasant? Oh, yes. I enjoyed your pictures when I was a little kid back home. (laughs) Well, there's a woman for you. A grandmother who enjoyed my pictures when she was a baby. Any farthest north in compliments, eh? Well, you must certainly make an unusual couple, and with the three of us in the same room, there would never be a lull in the conversation. <laughs> now you got to play your bet your life. Run your $20 no more than our other couples, and you'll get a crack at the $2,000 question. Mr. Fenneman is offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The woman painter and the prize fighter won $156. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected creators of style and beauty products. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Ten. $10. What is Lily Dashay designed for women? He said perfume. No, I'm sorry. It's hats. But, uh, well, you're reduced to $10. Remember, you're going for 2000 That's the important money. How much of the 10 are you going to bet this time? Eight. 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 What does Helena Rubenstein supply the ladies with? Cosmetics. Cosmetics is right. <laughs> Well, you're on your way back again. You have $18. And here's your third question. How much of the 18? 15. 15. What is Rosenblum designed for women? Sounds like a big department store, doesn't it? Uh, clothing, apparel. Well, I think, uh, I, I think we ought to give it home. It's suits and dresses. Yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> how much have they got? They have $33. Now, is your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the 33? 25. 25. What does I.J. Fox supply the ladies with? Furs. Furs is right. right. Then you wind up with $58. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We invited a secretary and her boss's wife to the program tonight, and here they are. Mrs. Lily Forsyth, the wife... And Miss Marjorie LaRocque, the secretary. Girls, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Lily Forsyth? Is that the way you pronounce it? Forsyth or Forsyth? Forsyth. Anyhow, uh, Miss uh, Marjorie LaRocque, is that right? Yes, I'm the secretary. You're a secretary. What's your age? uh, I'm 21. You're 21? Mm -hmm. I'm a secretary. Well, that's that's a pretty fancy job for a 21-year-old girl, isn't it? Who do you work for, Marjorie? I work for John Forsyth. That's Mrs. Forsyth's husband. 
<laughs> oh, you're John's secretary, huh? Then, Lily, you must be John's other wife, huh? <laughs> well, what do you know about that, huh? What kind of business is Honest John in, Marge? He's an insurance broker. And to think I called him Honest John. <laughs> I'll just call you Marge, eh? What does your boss call you, Margie or uh, Rocky? He calls me Miss LaRock. Even when you're alone? Yes. <laughs> when you're all alone? Margie, how long have you known Johnny Boy? <laughs> Two years. Two years. And how long have you known him, Lou? Eighteen years. You probably know him as well as she does, huh? <laughs> Who do you think knows a man better, his wife or his secretary, Margie? Why? What's your opinion, uh, Mrs. Forsyth? Well, I think a secretary. Why do you say that? Well, I've had experiences both. <laughs> Were you his secretary before you got married? No, I wasn't. Well, let's see who knows a man better, his wife or his secretary. Lily, does your husband ever take you out to lunch? No. Why not? He's too busy. Margie, what about you? Do you ever go out to lunch with the boys? <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> He's an insurance man, all right. He has two policies, one for his wife and one for his secretary. <laughs> Lily, does John ever work late at night? Oh, yes, very often. Why, that gay dog. <laughs> what sort of excuses does he use when he calls to tell you he has to work late? Usually just that uh, he's involved with a good prospect. <laughs> Margie, you don't mind waking late every night at the office, do you? I don't work at night. You mean he's got another girl? Why, this is preposterous. <laughs> He treats the secretary like he does his wife. Lily, since the secretary is right here, do you have any idea where your husband is tonight? Yes, he's here in the audience. <laughs> he's playing it safe, eh? He can't tell his wife he's at the office because his wife knows where his secretary is. And he can't tell his secretary he's home because his secretary knows where his wife is. So he came with both of them. He's got the courage of a lion. Where is he? <laughs> Come on, John. Stand up. Audience, wouldn't you like to hear this man defend himself? Come down here, John Forsythe. We've got the goods on you. We're going to get to the bottom of this if it takes all night. My name is Marks, Mr. Forsythe. Glad to meet you, Mr. Forsyth. You know, I admire a man like you. You must have nerves of steel. Now, I want you to explain in detail exactly why you're never at home or at the office at night. Well, in addition to my business, I have a number of other activities. <laughs> the plot's getting thicker, huh? Member of the board of the Hollywood YMCA have to attend those meetings. The board of the Hollywood Coordinating Council, the Hollywood Junior Chamber of Commerce... Uh, hold office also in the Hollywood Wilshire district of the Campfire Girls. <laughs> you say you're an officer in the Campfire Girls? I'm the finance chairman. Gad, what a man. 
It isn't just one girl that keeps him out at nights. It's a whole troop of them. John, have a cigar. I finally met my master. <laughs> well, John, I take it all back what I said about you. You're doing a wonderful job for, in, in the civic uh, life of the community. And you certainly make an interesting triangle. <laughs> I hope all three of you are very happy together. <laughs> Now you're going to play your bet your life, and since it wouldn't be fair to the other couples to have three of you answering the questions, John, you can sit down over there and, uh, and uh, root for both of them. <laughs> Lily, you and Marge must run your 20 bucks into more than our other couples. Can't tell you how much they won, but uh, Mr. Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. The woman painter and the prize fighter are still leading with $156. All right, guys, here we go. Let's see how high I can bet you $20. You selected friends and companions. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 would you try? 18. 17. 17. 17.50. 17.50. With a woman, it's always a bargain basement. <laughs> what was the name of Robinson Crusoe's faithful companion? Friday. Friday is right. <laughs> Well, you're off to a good start. You have $37.50. Why, Fenneman, you're outdoing yourself mathematically. <laughs> it's at night school. <laughs> Remember, you're going for $2,000 a night. How much of your $37.50 are you going to risk? 36 36 eh? What was the name of Sherlock Holmes' friend and confidant? Dr. Watson. Dr. Watson is absolutely correct. You have $73.50 now. Billy, you must lead a lonely life at home, but you certainly brush up on the, this trivia. Here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? Seventy-three. The three musketeers were led by the best swordsman in all France. What was his name? I knew that musketeers had come in there. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's D'Artagnan. No, the bell is rung. How much have they got? Fifty cents. <laughs> How much are you going to bet? Fifty cents, I think. All right. Tom Sawyer had a pal who spent much of his time adventuring on the Mississippi River. What was his name? Huckleberry. Huckleberry Finn is right. <laughs> well, you'll wind up one dollar. we got to give him another question. Okay, here's one chance to win some money. Get this one right and we'll give you ten dollars. No help in the audience, please. It's a tough question. Where was the St. Louis woman from? <laughs> And that means that the lady painter and the prize fighter with $156 gets the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth deal. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth deal. Now, in just one minute, I'll ask the big question, but first, here's something of interest to everyone. Not far from where you live is a businessman who is very proud to be a part of your community. Proud of his reputation for fair and square dealing. He's the DeSoto Plymouth dealer in your neighborhood. And he wants you to know that you're always welcome when you walk through his doors. He considers it a pleasure to show you the two great new cars he sells. The beautiful new DeSoto and the handsome new Plymouth. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is proud of the fine line of used cars he sells too. Really top values in many makes and models. And of course he wants you to see his service shop where master technicians use the most modern equipment there is to keep your car in top running condition. 
And you'll notice the folks who work in the shops, offices, and showroom of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer not only believe in courtesy, they practice it. Yes, that's the DeSoto Plymouth dealer in your neighborhood. Whether you come in for a new car, for a used car, for service on your present car, or just to pass the time of day, you're always welcome wherever you see the familiar sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the lady painter and the prize fighter all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $2,000 question. Here we go for $2,000. Give me 15 seconds to decide on the single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. Near Nashville, Tennessee, there was a beautiful mansion called the Hermitage. It was the home of one of our most colorful presidents. For $2,000, which president? It's Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Correct answer is Andrew Jackson. So that means the big question next week will be worth $2,500. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, you won uh, quite a lot of money in the quiz. How much did they uh, win, George? $156. Well, <laughs> that's not so bad. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Sorry for the to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show when the big question will be worth $2,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Good drivers drive safe cars. Check your car. Check accidents. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Oh, see how the early morning sky is dark this day over Midland City. And high atop a great mountain, overlooking the suburban home of Benton Harbor, alias the Winged Watcher, there stands a tall woman. Leonard. A short man. Yes, he's a woman. And a fat girl. Cool, cool. This is the couple from Shtick, trained agents of the dreaded organization dedicated to the destruction of the wonderful White Winged Warrior. Cool, cool. 
The fat bird is also from Shtick, trained these long months in the mountains of Bulgaria to assist its masters in carrying out their evil goal. See how the creature's evil talons are perched upon the left shoulder of the short man from Shtick. Evil woman? Yes, Leonard. I think the bird just kissed me. Later, Leonard. The tall woman from Shtick is peering through powerful binoculars at a small white frame house below at the mountain's edge. Ah, uh, Is he in there? Yes, at the breakfast table. What is he doing, evil woman? Reading the back of box of cereal. The time has come, Leonard. Yes, yes. Tell the bird. The time has come, bird. No, no, no. Tell the bird where to go. Go down there, bird. And tell to get winged warrior. And get winged warrior. Go, bird, in the name of Stick. Yes, yes. Oh, Leonard. I know, I know. Go, bird. Do what you've been trained to do. Go, go. Stop that bird. Let me handle this, Leonard. Yes, evil woman. That bird? You like Leonard, huh? Go, go. Leonard loves you, too. And Leonard wants you to lift your wings and go get winged warrior. Look, evil woman, he is lifting his wings. Yes, 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 go, bird, go. And the mighty bird from Stick, perched upon the short man from Stick's shoulders, suddenly begins a rhythmic beat of wings until... Evil woman! Oh, Leonard! unsuspecting hero look up from the back of the cereal box in time to zipper the talons of the evil bird and strangely the bird has flipped over Leonard meanwhile Leonard himself has been carried away be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Kind of a low-scoring game this week. And a 34-year-old grandmother? Wow. And I was complaining about becoming a 42-year-old grandfather just last week. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.